This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, my amendment number 180 would prohibit the use of funds being made available by this act from enforcing any COVID-19 mask mandates. Now, I want to make sure to make a point perfectly clear that everyone understands there is a huge difference between a COVID-19 mask mandate and having a section of a medical facility that is quarantined off because of highly contagious diseases or folks that are immune deficient that has nothing to do with the COVID-19 mandate. This is only about COVID-19 mandates. Last month, Morris Brown College in Atlanta reinstated its COVID-19 mask mandate. They eventually rescinded the mandate in large part due to public outcry. But no, make no mistake, tyrants will go out of their way to control our lives if we allow them to. The simple fact is that masks don't work. A recent study confirmed this fact stating, quote, wearing masks in community probably makes little or no difference to the outcome of influenza-like illnesses, COVID-19, like illnesses compared. It's Thursday, 28 September, year of our Lord, 2023. We're, we're gonna be jammed today and we're gonna have to go back and forth because there's a lot of action on uh, Capitol Hill right now. Uh, and Grace is going to uh, tell me here momentarily, we're gonna be putting up a bunch of streams. We're gonna be streaming what's happening on the floor on one of our sites. We're gonna be obviously streaming the show. Uh, I wanna thank Real America's Voice. We're also gonna be streaming uh, the impeachment hearing, you'll probably see that down the box here in a moment. we got Natalie Winters all over that. And we're going to cut away when the opening statements start. Uh, particularly, there's been a whole other dump of emails last night that showed that uh, Jim Biden, which we keep telling you, it was Biden's brothers, the brains of the operation. Um, the, uh, you're going to have, you're going to see a bunch of emails and notes about the representing CEFC and trying to buy an energy company down in Louisiana. A lot going on. But, um, we have uh, Congressman Rosendale, Matt Rosendale. I, I just, what we did there, and throughout the day, we're going to be doing cuts. You guys have been up all night to, I think, three or four in the morning. Exactly. Both nights called legislating. Yeah. Right? You're, you're, you're exactly. You're, you're, you're putting up amendments. You're having debates. You're, you're passing these appropriations bills. You're seeing that you're both cutting, and it's not to the level of cuts that you want or I want or the MAGA posse wants. But you're cutting and you're, you're, you're defanging, you're de-woking, you're de-weaponizing, uh, I think, DHS, DOD, all of it. That's Essentially, that's what I want to make sure people understand. All the media is talking about the CR, but the actual work of the appropriations bills is going exactly. on. Have they started with the – real quickly, th this is the hard work that we need to do to get to limited government and fiscal responsibility. This correct? is it. 
This is it. This is the only way to responsibly and transparently uh, fund government, the appropriations process. It happens, it's supposed to happen every year by September 30. And it's, it's, an, it's quite amazing to watch. Okay, let's go to Capitol Hill. This is the kickoff of the impeachment hearings. We're going to stick here uh, until, we, uh, until they bore us, and then we'll come back. Congresswoman Tlaib, I now recognize Ranking Member Raskin to welcome Congresswoman Tlaib. Well, thank you, Chairman Comer, for that very warm welcome extended to our colleague Rashida Tlaib, the favorite daughter of Michigan and a, a veteran of this committee, and we're so uh, thrilled and delighted that she's hey, upon back further to review, us. like I said, <laughs> we're gonna, I can't take I can't take little Jamie Raskin, <laughs> right? Although Congressman Raskin, we 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 uh, are he's in our prayers as he as he works through the uh, cancer that he has so bravely worked through, but I can't take Jamie Raskin. But this is, I, I want to give very, very heads up. This, we have argued for this from the beginning, this impeachment, right? You should have Mallorcas, you should have Ray, you should have Merrick Garland, obviously Biden, the Hunter Biden situation, bribery. And I don't want to sound like a bad note. It seems a little, in everything that's going on right now, it's a little forced into the system. And people have to understand between Raskin and Goldman, Right. You're going to have two hammers that are going to question. So today, if you're going to start off with this, you have to have some muzzle velocity. Right. You have to have some credible witnesses to kind of lay. They got to frame it. They have to frame exactly why we're doing this and where this is going to go. They have to be able to deliver the information to the American people to to, to put the argument in place, the foundation in place to show why Biden should be impeached. Okay. I mean, that, that's exactly what it boils down to. I think we got Comer up now. Let's hit Comer. Okay. There was no wall. The door was wide open to those who purchased what a business associate described as the Biden brand. Evidence reveals that then-Vice President Joe Biden spoke, dined, and developed relationships with his family's foreign business targets. These business targets include foreign oligarchs who sent millions of dollars to his family. It also includes a Chinese national who wired a quarter of a million dollars to his son. Joe Biden also lied to the American people about his family making money in China. He continued to lie about it even when the House Oversight Committee uncovered bank wires, revealing how the Bidens received millions from Chinese companies with significant ties to Chinese intelligence and the Chinese Communist Party. Just this week, we uncovered two additional wires sent to Hunter Biden that originated in Beijing from Chinese nationals. This happened when Joe Biden was running for president of the United States, and Joe Biden's home is listed as the beneficiary address. To date, the House Oversight Committee has uncovered how the Bidens and their associates created over 20 shell companies, most of which were created when Joe Biden was vice president, and raked in over $20 million between 2014 and 2019. We've also identified nine Biden family members who have participated in or benefited from these shady business schemes. Now, what were the Bidens selling to make all this money? Joe Biden himself. Joe Biden is the brand. And Joe Biden showed up at least two dozen times with business targets and associates sending signals of access, influence, and power to those prepared to pay for it. The American people demand accountability for this culture of corruption. They demand to know how these schemes have compromised President Biden and threaten our national security. They demand safeguards to be put in place to prevent public officials from selling access to their public office for private gain. Under the leadership of Speaker Kevin McCarthy, House Republicans have now opened an impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. 
By opening an impeachment inquiry, our investigation is now focused on whether President Biden engaged in impeachable offenses under the U.S. Constitution. It empowers Congress, elected by the people, to continue providing the answers, transparency, and accountability that the American people demand and deserve. In recent history, Democrats inflicted much damage on the credibility of congressional investigations by peddling the Russian collusion hoax. But this committee, under this majority, will not pursue such witch hunts based on manufactured allegations, innuendo, and no real evidence. Today, the House Oversight Committee will examine over two dozen pieces of evidence revealing Joe Biden's corruption and abuse of public office. This includes emails, text messages, bank records, and testimony of Biden business associates. We will hear from legal and financial experts about this evidence and crimes that may have been committed as Joe Biden was sold around the world. The House Oversight Committee, along with the committees on the Judiciary and Ways and Means, will continue to follow the money and the evidence to pr provide accountability so that Americans know their public offices are not for sale. I now yield to Jason Smith, the chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee, for his opening statement. Thank you, Chairman Comer. Yesterday, the Ways and Means Committee released new documents showing President Biden was not just aware of his son's business dealings, but he was connected to them. In a newly released message to a Chinese business executive, Hunter Biden mentions preserving the, quote, keys to my family's only asset. That asset? Joe Biden. New evidence released in response to questions raised by members of the committee on both sides when Gary Shapley and Joseph Ziegler, the two IRS whistleblowers, testified in July paints a disturbing picture of a revolving door between Joe Biden's office and Hunter Biden's business partners. According to a worksheet provided by IRS whistleblower Ziegler, then Vice President Biden's April 2014 official visit to Ukraine occurred only days after a series of White House meetings with Hunter Biden and his business associates regarding Ukraine. Shortly after Joe Biden returned stateside, the Ukrainian company Burisma announced Hunter Biden's appointment to its board. New evidence provided shows Hunter Biden using his father's position to gain favor with billionaire Miguel Alamon, including having Joe Biden host them at the White House in February of 2014 at the vice president's residence alongside Mexican billionaire Carlos Slim in November of 2015, and then in 2016 using Air Force Two to shuttle Hunter Biden and his business associate to Mexico City. Whether it was lunches, phone calls, White House meetings, or official foreign trips, Hunter Biden cashed in by arranging access to Joe Biden, the family brand. The Biden family and their associates received millions in payments from foreign sources, including from Russia, China, Ukraine, Romania, in one email, Hunter Biden even bragged that he cut a deal for 10 million from just one company for, quote, introductions alone. And yet the DOJ wanted to keep the spotlight as far from Joe Biden as possible. One of the items we released yesterday was an IRS interview with James Biden, the president's brother, in September of 2022. 
The agency was barred in the interview from asking him about Joe Biden and about whether Joe Biden was involved in Hunter Biden's deal with a Chinese energy company. And when Hunter Biden had his tax liability of over $2 million mysteriously paid for by a Democrat Party donor named Kevin Morris, who he barely knew, something IRS investigators saw as a possible campaign finance violation, Assistant U.S. Attorney Leslie Wolf said she did not want any of the agents to look into the allegation. Behind, uh, on the board are notes Agent Shapley took from that meeting he notes that Wolf told investigators that she was not, quote, personally interested in pursuing it. This is the same attorney, Wolf, who in an email we released yesterday responded to IRS investigators seeking approval for a search warrant with, quote, there should be nothing about political figure one in here, that being a reference by definition of Joe Biden. The Biden family sold access to Joe Biden's power, and the Biden Justice Department protected the Biden brand. We must continue to follow the facts. Yield, I yield to Jim. Uh, I yield to Representative Jordan. I thank the gentleman for yielding. This is a tale as old as time. Politician takes action that makes money for his family, and then he tries to conceal it. Never forget four fundamental facts. Hunter Biden gets put on the board of Burisma gets paid a lot of money. Hunter Biden's not qualified, fact number two, to sit on the board. Not my words, his words. He said he got on the board because of the brand, because of the name. Fact number three, the executives at Burisma asked Hunter Biden to weigh in and help them with the pressure they are under from the prosecutor in Ukraine. Fact number four, Joe Biden goes to Ukraine on December 9th, 2015, gives the speech attacking the prosecutor that starts the process of getting that guy fired. Those facts, by the way, are consistent with what the confidential human source told the FBI and the FBI recorded in the 1023 form, the same form that the Justice Department didn't want to let this committee see. And all those facts, all of that was further confirmed yesterday with the information that the Ways and Means Committee released from the whistleblowers Shapley and Ziegler. Here's a communication from Hunter Biden to an executive with Burisma. Devin and I do feel comfortable with Blue Star strategy, the, uh, strategies and the ability of Sally and Karen to deliver. Hunter Biden put Burisma in, in touch with Blue Star strategies. What were they going to deliver? Well, that was in a communication released yesterday as well. U.S. officials in Ukraine and in the United States need to express support for Burisma and Nikolai Zalsevsky to the highest level decision makers, the president of Ukraine, the president's chief of staff, and the prosecutor general. That's what they were going to deliver. And was they, were they successful? The interior minister confirmed that Zolachevsky is no longer wanted. We won in less than a year communications between the folks at Blue Star and Eric Sherwin, who was Hunter Biden's business partner. Awesome work, congratulations to you guys. Those are the communications. That's what they got done. And remember, when this happens in October 2016, when, they, when the pressure is taken off, the case is dropped against Olachevsky, this is the second prosecutor. Joe Biden fired the first one, the second prosecutor comes in, drops the charges. That's exactly what they wanted done. And the final step, the final step, is the Biden Justice Department tries to sweep it all under the rug. They slow walk the investigation, 
They let the statute of limitations lapse for the most important years, 14 and 15, the Burisma years when all that income's coming in. They try to put together this sweetheart deal and get it past the judge. And we learned yesterday in the search warrant, applica- in the search warrant examining Hunter Biden's electronic communications, they weren't allowed to ask about political figure one. Political figure number one is the big guy, is Joe Biden. And they would have gotten away with it all. They would have gotten away with it all, except for two brave whistleblowers who sat in those seats two months ago and told their story. And their story has stood up. Two brave whistleblowers and a judge in Delaware who said, we're not going to let this happen. That's why we're here today. That's why this inquiry is so darn important. It's it's the oldest story in the world, and those are the facts. I yield back. Gentleman yields back. Chair now recognizes Ranking Member Raskin of Maryland for his opening statement. Mr. Chairman, thank you. Um, before I give my opening statement, I have a parliamentary inquiry. Uh, given that the committee has not as been authorized as much as we respect Jamie Raskin, inquiry, I, 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 I can't do that. I can't go there. But as a, we've got Congressman Rosendale here, we've got Natalie Winters is all over the hearing. I would just want to make administratively uh, for all the live chat. We're going to we're streaming the um, impeachment hearing is going to be streamed on my getter and rumble and the house ongoing uh, appropriations fights throughout the day are going to be streamed on Grace's getter and Grace's rumble. Okay, so if you can go check that out uh, right now, you can kind of you're going to have to juggle balls with all because there's a lot going on. I want to go back uh, to something. First off. I thought they laid out the case pretty well right there, uh, Congressman. You, you had uh, Comer from Oversight, uh, Smith from Missouri on ways and means, the tax things, the tax avoidance, and you had, uh, and with the whistleblowers, of course, you had Jim Jordan in judiciary. What is the – this has been needed for a long time. <clears throat> it's unfortunate that McCarthy h- held this out as something – let's go focus on this, and, and it's just passed – they held it out. They held this as hostage to the spending. I just want people to understand this whole thing has been gamed by McCarthy from the beginning. This is why when that terrible deal was cut in the spring, enough people, because Tom Massey and people said the appropriation process is where we're going to get them, right? That was delayed and the work wasn't done. And I think from mid-June all the way to you guys returned a week or so ago, only 15 days of work, they just really didn't let you guys do the work. Although we could have done all this, and for those folks that have not seen it, we're streaming it off a of C-SPAN. It's been amazing. Gates said the first, you've done more legislating in the last two days than you've done in the last eight months. And what it is, people talk about. You guys walk up there in these bills, you put amendments in to even cut more money or to cut more woke and weaponized. That's that's then already in there. And then you have a debate back and forth. That is exactly what it's about. You go down on the floor now, and this is what the American people have been thinking, that you, you, how we conduct our affairs every day, and this is what's been going on for years, but it hasn't. This all goes back to the battles this that is, took we're, place we're see- in January. We're seeing this right now for the first time because this is they've always done it behind closed doors with right. the appropriators, who, quite frankly, the lobbyists are all over. In fact, sure. Granger left that big meeting the other day to, to go, go to, to a, a fundraiser, a fundraiser yeah. with lobbyists. Exactly. The appropriations, like uh, people have always told me there are two committees up here. 
that really matter. It's it's appropriations and ways and means because it's taxes, taxes and how the money gets allocated. Yeah, Everything that, else is kind of poetry. That's right? exactly right. But now you've brought it into the open. These are the rules that you fought for in January. This is exactly the process that we were fighting for to make sure that you had transparency, responsible funding, uh, transparent, responsible funding of government. And, and now to be able to go down on the floor and, and defend your position, say, look, why would I send additional funds to this agency? Pick your agency. Right now we're working with four, Agriculture, Homeland Security, Department of Defense, and the state and foreign These are the first four. These are the, the first, first four, four out through. of the 12 bills. The 12 bills. But this would actually lays out, I think, 73 percent of the discretionary budget. Of the discretionary yes, budget. The mandatory. And, and I mean, this is a whole nother argument. Mandatory you're going to get into later. Yeah. right? You're gonna, that's a whole discussion. I think people, first off, on the mandatory, just so the audience, because you guys need to be informed of all the inside baseball. What these guys are also doing, these men and women are also doing, when we say mandatory, and even think there's all types of uh, authorization issues. Things are autopilot. It's just automatically. It, 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 it's, in, it's in statute, and it will automatically have the increases to, to continue the spending. Those are the things like Social Security, Medicare. That, that, that automatically just go ahead and, and get funded. And, and there's a lot of members of Congress that love pushing additional programs into mandatory so that they never have to vote for it again. So it's not just Social Security. It's not just Medicare. There are other things. But back to the discretionary, we've got the 12 separate bills that people are supposed to be able to see, review, line item, and make decisions about certain policies and programs to see if they're effective and, and being bloated up or not. And so that's where you see us making these individual amendments after the committee has done their work to say, no, we need to defund uh, these mandates, the, the vaccine yeah. mandate, COVID mandate. That was you last that, night. COVID vaccine right. mandates. We need to defund the ability for the IRS to be armed. The IRS to be armed. Why are they uh, being issued all these firearms and all this ammunition all to the tune of all, millions all, of dollars? All these departments should. Uh, AT, you know, Correct. The, well, the ones that are part of the administrative state, they have too big. It's a militarized law enforcement presence. You've seen this in Montana. I have. When, I, they, when they came to the uh, to the gun uh, the, the gun shop owner, the IRS. IRS, uh, not uh, ATF. Uh, Twenty armed IRS up, agents. Up, up, up armored. Ready. Up armored. Fully. And, and that was to intimidate the the fellow who owned the store, and not only him, but also all of his customers, so that they were closed down for the day, and anybody that drove by there was like, "What in the world is going on here?" Yeah. Okay, I want to make sure just some administrative. A real America's voice is good enough. We're we're going to be blowing breaks here at least through the first hour, most part of the first hour, so that we can uh, get as much of the congressman as possible and lay out exactly what's happening on the main fight, the main line of attack here, which is to stop this the orgy of spending here on Capitol Hill and hold people accountable. We're going to talk about the tactics. Also, we've got, um, we've got streaming in a number of different streams, the impeachment hearing. And I do want some of the war room posse to make sure you do, although we don't have time here to listen to Raskin. We want people to know because Raskin and Goldman are not going to lay down. People no. don't understand this is not going to be – like the first impeachment hearing uh, with President Trump, where I, I think at least Stefani came in and did, did a very good job and some others, but they steamrolled that 
uh, with no real pu- – I mean, there was some pushback with the pres- for President Trump in defense of President Trump. Here, you're going to have – because these Democrats play for keeps. I mean, you're going to exactly have – That's exactly right. You're going to have Raskin. You're going to have Goldman. You're going to have others. Every witness is going to be eviscerated, right? Every witness they They're going to be eviscerated, and they're going to uh, they're, they're flat out going to lie and use false premise in order De- to get their point across. You the mean, Democrats will. Just to make the speeches, right? Sure they will. Sure they will. Well, we've seen it time and time again. Are you um, this? And let's go back in time. I Here, make, here's yeah, and we're going to talk about yeah. the the most disappointing thing to me is that why is it that this is all being rolled out right now? Yes. This critically important impeachment inquiry at the exact same time that we are trying to proceed through the appropriations process. This is not accidental, folks. Where's the sign? There are no conspiracies, but there no are cool, no coincidences. Cool. This, this is not a coincidence. Well, they did this as the shiny toy to hopefully say, oh, we got to get make sure the government's up and operating because we have to do this. Because we have to continue this work. How right. could we possibly right. allow this to fall down? This was supposed to be – this was his first opening gambit when you guys got back from the long break. Right. Knowing that the work hadn't been done, he said, look, you can't get it possibly done. We need a CR, and you got to do the impeachment. The impe- do you believe – that Comer and and Jordan and Smith are ready to go. Do you think that they're there? Do you th- believe right now they can make the compelling I case? I think that that uh, Jordan and Comey and Jason Smith will make a compelling argument. I, I think that you would have to deny the sunrise and sunset to not look at this information, any impartial individual, and say that the president didn't just violate his oath of office, okay, that he has committed crimes. And so you're going to have two tracks going on, the impeachment uh, process and that whether he's going to be subject to that. And I think that that will proceed to the House and get a vote uh, to impeach him. Obviously, the Senate you has to You believe right now, you think you've seen enough or your colleagues are talking about it and they got to present it and, and make sure it's out there and it's fair, not politicized. But you believe that this will lead to a vote on the House floor for impeachment? I do. I do not believe that the Senate's going to give us any support in, in the actual removal well, the of tri- the president. Well, the trial is the trial. That's the separate. trial is but the trial. you think the grand jury will come back? But I also think <laughs> that there is enough compelling information on, on bank records. I mean, we're talking about documentation from third parties, okay, contributors, if you will. And when you have bank statements that demonstrate that all of this money has flo- flow- flowed through the Biden crime family, that – the Department of Justice is going to have a very difficult time as well explaining why there aren't criminal charges being brought up. You're saying not just the impeachment, which is a political process. You're saying that's, that you believe enough is going to be revealed here in front of the American people. The people are going to ask the question, why has Merrick Garland not been on top? In fact, the one Correct. thing that people have to get their arms around, most of this information, not all of it, was also known during the Trump with Mnuchin over Treasury. Exactly. I mean, th- th- these records have been the, the some of the most egregious claims are from time when Biden was vice president. His post, uh, his post uh, vice president is is horrible, and particularly the involvement with the with the CEFC. That's why I was brought in to take a look uh, at in the laptop from hell just to go through the documents, which you could see immediately were legitimate and and they were very involved financially with really the capital markets allocator of One Belt, One Road, to the degree that, you know, they, they basically bribery. They sold out the American they did. people. For they working, did. Working worth, our, working worth our, our biggest threat. 
Yep, no, and that's why I say I, I really think it that if, if the Department of Justice, Merrick Garland, doesn't come in and and have a, uh, a prosecutor uh, bring up charges and, and prosecute this, they're going to have a lot of explaining to do, a lot of explaining to do. Let, let me go back. I want to go back so everybody, there was a conference this morning. You guys have been working all night for the last couple of nights yeah. to get, at least get these big bills, some of the big bills through to get you 73%. Correct. And the ones you're working on are defense, DHS, Agriculture and uh, and then state foreign ops, state so state department, state department, yeah, foreign ops, the state department. Those four, which would be seventy three percent, and we've already passed uh, military construction VA, Milcon VA. VA. That yeah. was passed before we left in yes, August. Yes. So tell folks uh, in the in the night we're going to play a Bobert MTG uh, Defense Department in a minute, uh, and give me a heads up when we get back to a witness, the first witness, so we get back to the Republican side. As soon as we lose Jamie Raskin, <laughs> as soon as we dump Jamie Raskin. But I do want some people following that, right? I know Natalie's all over it. Um, in this process, you're, you're trying to do two things. You're trying to get additional cuts. Correct. And you're trying to get all the woke and weaponized that hasn't been taken correct. out when the bill has been presented already. That is correct. At a committee. That is correct. So the committees have done their work. And, and honestly, they had the vast majority of the committee work done by like July the 1st. So why is it that the bills, the appropriation bills, were not brought forward so that the House could start having their their uh, debate, discussion, and these additional amendments proposed back before we even were sent away for August. Uh, and, and so I continue to say, was it out of malice or negligence? Was this contrived? I mean, you know. We've got a witness going. Got a okay, witness. Let's, go, let's go ahead. I'm going to get put a pin in that because yep. this is important about why the cartel did not want this to become public. They wanted to vote. They wanted a crisis. They wanted to vote for one exactly. CR and roll it up to an omnibus. Let's go back to the impeachment hearing. Value the real estate properties while facing 91 criminal charges in four separate indictments on everything from conspiring to overthrow an election and defraud the American people to making criminal hush money payoffs to stealing classified government documents and hiding them while obstructing justice. Impeachment is the people's final weapon of constitutional self-defense against a president who behaves like a king and violates the public trust by committing treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors equivalent to them. It is reserved for extraordinary public offenses like inciting a violent insurrection against the American government and trying to overthrow our presidential election. That offense in 2021, whose related crimes have resulted in hundreds of criminal convictions and hundreds more being prosecuted, led to Donald Trump's second impeachment in the House on a massive bipartisan vote of 232 to 197 and a similarly lopsided okay. Let me take it back. We want to get a little clip of it. So Raskin, I think, actually makes our case. He's got to stop for breath sooner or later. (laughs) I'm telling you that people have to understand. And look, I have not been overly impressed with the way, and Comer's a good man, but these guys send in assassins. Jamie Jamie Raskin's a flat-out assassin. But I think right there for the audience, I think he makes our case He's trying to dismiss this what, as on What high. type of crimes get elevated to the point Bribery that they are high crimes and yeah, high crimes and treason? Do, do you do you believe that the bribery here is going to be able to be delineated enough and put forth to the American people? Because you're you're going to have to have the American people in back of you. Impartial 
okay, judges, impartial judges that look at data will not be able to deny that this information uh, clearly demonstrates that there was bribes coming from foreign countries. If you're if you're in the bag, you know, you've got 38, 42 percent of the American people. You know, they're, they're, they, they don't want to hear you, it. This gives you a platform to put it in front of them. But one powerful thing about doing it, even if you had to do it now, although it should have been six months ago, is that you're, you're putting it forward. You, you're going to adjudicate this. The mainstream media is not going to want to cover this. But, right. But since it's a formal impeachment hearing, it gives us a platform to adjudicate. It does. It do, and again, and I truly believe that any, any impartial individual – will look at this information and say, this is clearly bribes. You can't accept money through your children, your grandchildren, and, and, in, yep. and individually from, from China and Russia and Kazakhstan and Ukraine. Funny how Ukraine continues to be in the news. They, well, they fight a tooth and nail. In fact, the CR that's coming to you guys is going to have the Ukraine. So the one, one thing I, I think yeah. you probably didn't even know this. One thing they did do yesterday evening after we were able to get through the appropriations uh, process on the DOD bill. So all of the amendments were heard on the floor. All the debate took place. They were either passed or failed. We did all the amendments for the appropriations bill. They referred it back to committee to the Rules Committee, and they removed the $300 million of funding for Ukraine and, and made that a separate bill. So now the Department of Defense bill is going to come yeah. forward basically with no Ukraine money. With no Ukraine money. And there is, is there's the vehicle. Yeah. And you're not – nothing to do with the CR or anything has anything to do with the $24 billion supplemental. No. That's a whole Senate, separate. It's a, a huge fight with the Ukraine. But, but, but this Ukraine is teeing is a up. Toxic vote. But but this is right. teeing up exactly right. what we're going to see happening. So the cartel did not want this to be public. The cartel no. was slow walked this, took the huge break, came back, thought you guys would create it. You would take the shiny toy of impeachment, sure. be, go play in the corner, and they would do their you know their. They their, tried pushing DOD through several weeks ago, and and myself and many of my colleagues recognized that that was going to be the vehicle that they were going to try to use to bloat up all their additional spending, and that is why we we took that down in a in rule, rule. Yes. in a rule. Yes. So it's a complex, you know, right. how the procedures work, but we took that down as the rule because we recognized it was going to be utilized as the vehicle to put the extra spending on. Now. We brought several of the bills forward. Yep. We were able to discuss, debate, amend them. Yep. But, but boy, they had by stripping out that three hundred million dollars for Ukraine's funding. Uh, I think that clearly they are starting to show their yep. hand that they want to send the Department of Defense bill back to the Senate, and the yep. Senate then is going to be in a position to attach all their yep. uh, spending, their CR that they prepared. And then send it back. We're going to get into the, the complex tactics that are going on right here. Schumer's just announced they're going to vote for cloture on the stopgap measure, the CR, on Saturday. So the Senate will have you guys something Friday night or Saturday. He said Saturday at the latest. Here's what I want to do, and I know we've got a lot going on in the impeachment. I do want to play last night. We've got um, some, some changes to the defense authorization, to the defense spending bill, including a couple of your colleagues that stood up and fought hard for uh, different things to come out, plus to take Austin's salary down to a dollar, which exactly. uh, people should understand. Uh, DHS, you had CISA, you had these, you had Patriots last night in late night and wee hours that were hammering and trying to do the Holman rule across the board on a number of 
controversial programs to shut down uh, the free men and that, women. That is States. the clear demonstration, okay, uh, of the, the, the most clear demonstration of the power of the purse strings. To use the Holman rule to take an individual's uh, compensation and say, we're eliminating that that individual's compensation. So if a department wants to keep them in, shift them around somewhere, they're going to have to give them a, a, a new title, a new job, because basically that job becomes unfunded. And you guys were hitting that, I mean, Secretary Austin, the head of the Defense Department, you also hit on CISA, I think Jen Easterly, DHS, all of it. Let's play, and by the way, it this did not sit well with MSNBC. They went literally thermonuclear. Let's, we've done a clip. Let's go ahead and play that. For that interview, the MAGA Republican House voted to cut the salary of Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, who is also black, to $1. This initiative was pushed by none other than Marjorie Taylor Greene, who accused Lloyd of jeopardizing national security, presumably by being too woke. And if Green wants to play this rhetorical game, wouldn't the party blocking top military appointments be the one jeopardizing national security? Uh, there's a lot to say about this. I will just note, again, as someone who's covered politics for two decades, particularly the wake of 9-11, run-up to Iraq war, that it goes without saying, if a Democrat tried something like this, Republicans would be calling for them to be tried for treason. And that's not hyperbole, which I'll get to in a second. Now, not to be outdone, Lauren Boebert, who has a kind of uh, feud, I guess, with Marjorie Taylor Greene, they're in a kind of competition, she pulled a stunt of her own today. What she did was propose the House cut the salary of another Pentagon official, Sean Skelly, explicitly because Skelly is trans. I rise today to offer my amendment that utilizes the Holman rule to reduce the salary of Sean Kelly, Assistant Secretary of Defense for Readiness. That salary shall be reduced to $1. This delusional man thinking he is a woman embodies and espouses the wokeism that causes, that's causing significant harm to our military readiness and troop morale. Setting aside how gross it is to purposefully misgender someone in that way, um, Bobert's objection here is the identity of the person, right? Imagine if Bobert tried this stunt with any other identity. She said, we need to effectively stop paying a government employee or, 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 or bust them down to a dollar a year because they're Greek or they're Latino or they're Jewish or they're black. It's just an outright bit of rank bigotry directed at a service member from the well of the house, live on camera. And, and what I've just given you a taste of is in the last 48 hours, overthrowing our government and it has lead elements including trump including folks like uh like like the former national security advisor mike flynn and the lead soldier in this in congress is tommy tuberville who is ridiculous radical reckless and racist and i've called him senator redneck because that's what he is you want someone to lead this ridiculous racist uh thing that undermines our national security tuberville's like me i'll be your guy and he is now doing that he's got 10 minions who followed him to vote against cq brown and every day it's something new that undermines our national security. It hurts our troops. It hurts our morale. Our enemies are celebrating. Vladimir Putin loves this. But there's also the political side of this. This is driving the GOP further and further away from America, and especially from independents like me. I've called this the Confederate wing of the GOP. They don't want to preserve the military of 2023. They want to create the Confederate army. They want to take us back to the 1800s. They don't understand this modern world, and they're fighting it. And we've got to fight back. Okay, I think we do understand the modern world. Here's one thing uh, that hammerhead's got to understand. You can't spend the kind of money you're spending. The biggest national security threat we have right now 
And remember, we're the we're the lead right. element. We're the lead unit in the anti CCP. The Beijing's laughing at us right now because they know we're going to financially collapse. We're doing their job for yes, one hundred percent. So you see it right there. I want to give people a flavor. Austin's salary coming out of the House of Representatives is going to be a dollar. Right, right. You can't take it to zero. You can actually take only ten. It's a. Buck. There are some that argue you have to leave it at minimum wage, but. Um, Those of us that that's are a little huge. bit more aggressive. That's pretty huge. Sure it is. It's very huge. And these are the same types of arguments and, and, and removing Austin's salary and taking the defunding different sections of the Department of Defense to remove the weaponization. You hear the argument time and time again. We're not just spending all of this money. They're spending all this money and giving it to people that want to do us harm. Our own government, the weaponization of our government is a real thing. And so by taking this money, not only are we reducing the amount of money that the, the federal government is consuming, but we're removing the power away from them. And, and that is what this is all about. That's what I thought you, Biggs, and others on DHS last night were amazing because you went after CISA. A lot of people in our audience know Jen Easterly and what CISA tried to do to stop conservative voices. I mean, it's a basically it's the SS of uh, what they call disinformation and misinformation. It's exactly what it is to allow their propaganda machine to go out there and spread uh, information and, and then to the listen to the, to the opposition on the House floor talk about, we just want to make sure people get accurate. We just want to make sure they Regime get accurate approved. information. Right thing. Yeah, they, want yeah. to, they want to correct yeah. them. We want, to, we want them to know where this information is coming from, and we're going to be the judges of what, what is accurate and what is not. I want to play, and folks have to understand, they're cutting billions of dollars, additional billions of dollars out of the budget, plus they're taking the weaponization and the woke, and these are tough fights that are going on. And you win, you guys win some. You win some, you, you lose, lose some. some. But you have called for but, recorded and, votes. And it's being done publicly instead of 13 people going behind. Right. A curtain and making the deal. This is why the this is why leadership and the lobbyists hate this. Oh yeah, because it's exposing, as I said, who actually governs you. Is it the, is it the lobbyists and the money interests in D.C. or is it the people's representatives? And you're seeing now, hey, it's probably a coin flip, and that's why it's so important to fight the CR. Let's go ahead and play. Do I have uh, the congressman from DHS last night? Let's go ahead and play it. Thanks. Thank you, Madam Chair. My amendment number 74 would reduce the total amount of funds appropriated by this bill to move our country towards fiscal responsibility, bringing spending towards fiscal year 2022 levels. We all know that we're facing a $33 trillion national debt, and at the spending levels that are being proposed by the appropriation bills that we've been going over the last several days, we very easily could be facing an additional $3 trillion addition to that debt by the time you add the interest in. It is clear that President Biden and Secretary Mayorkas have no interest in securing our border or enforcing immigration law. Instead, this administration is spending money to encourage illegal immigration through illegal migrant parole programs and cooperation with far-left NGOs. Additionally, Secretary Mayorkas has issued countless memos handicapping law enforcement efforts from ICE and from CBP. I've gone down there and visited the border myself several times. As long as President Biden refuses to enforce immigration law and stop the invasion at our southern border, DHS should not be rewarded with a budget increase. 
President Trump secured the border and provided for our national defense with significantly less money. It is abundantly clear that Biden's border crisis is a deliberate okay. policy All night long, you guys are hammering to make sure that this border crisis, stop the talk, let's talk about money. What are you trying to accomplish there? It's directing the money properly. I mean, always the federal government is, is just in, all ready to take additional funds. I've gone down and talked to CBP. You talk to CBP. Those guys are like, don't send us more money because if you send us more money, it's going to allow us to process people faster, bring people into the country faster. Because it's, pro- it's a processing. It's a processing. They're, they're concierge. That's exactly they're not, right. They're not, they're, not, they're not there to stop it. That's exactly right. And so they're saying, no, don't do that. It is the, is the policies that we have to implement. And it's... These aren't in theory. We saw it under the Trump administration. The policies were put in place to make sure that all of these asylum claimers, not asylum seekers, asylum claimers, the remain in Mexico policy, that in in and of itself just curbed the the flow of humanity into our country dramatically. Um, Let's go. We got Turley as a witness. Let's jump in and hear a little Professor Turley. We'll come back. Since James Madison. Now, dishonesty alone is not impeachable, and so what I lay out in my testimony are what I call guardrails or best practices. Those are designed to protect this process. Frankly, a number of the things I lay out benefit President Biden, as I say in my testimony, because presidential impeachment shouldn't be a closed question. It shouldn't be a rush to judgment, and you should avoid the type of confirmation bias that can can, uh, occur in this process. This is, as people say, a political process, but it is also a constitutional process. Influence peddling is a form of corruption. The United States has signed treaties to combat this form of corruption around the world. And that is also an inescapable fact. We need to find answers as to some of these questions. I'm running out of time, so I'd like to make one last observation. I may. These are constitutional moments that demand the best from each of us to transcend the politics and passions of our time. It calls for something that's difficult. It calls for solemnity and clarity for members. We have become a nation addicted to rage, and we can fuel that. This body is a powerful teacher, as Brandeis said, and you can teach that, or you can teach a respect for this process. It begins here and now. We can disagree with each other without hating each other. These are important issues, and I think they're close issues. And I think some of these issues really do gravitate in favor of the president. So I would simply say that this is a moment where members and citizens can't stand together without prejudging the evidence. And I thank you for the honor of appearing before you today. Thank you, Professor Turley. Ms. O'Connor. Mr. Chairman, Ranking Member, members of the committee, The chairman invited me to share my thoughts on the conduct of the tax investigation into Hunter Biden. I make my comments on my own behalf as a private citizen and not on behalf of any person with whom or group with which I might be or have been affiliated. When I learned that experienced IRS special agents had felt compelled to to report the Okay, lay out, we are where we are. You guys are working all night on these four big, uh, when are they going to come to the actual floor 
for a vote so that exactly. you can ship them to the Senate. Okay. When is that going to happen? Okay, so the agreement was made last week that we were going to bring these four bills up. We would amend. We would debate. The first. Okay, each one of them. You the would first legislate one. first. And this we would legislate, right, right. by golly. Okay. And, and, and once the amendment process was completed on all four, then we would start bringing them up for passage. Okay. So I'm anticipating that today, later on today, I think we have uh, votes between 4 and 6 p.m. And then I think we will come back in later on this evening, another 10 o'clock shift. Uh, that's, that's my understanding. My my expectation is that we will probably bring Department of Defense up in the four to six hour shift. That would be my expectation, and I think that uh, the defense budget. I want to make. Sure, I want to give this audience inside baseball. There's tre- there's some treacherous shoals we have to navigate on this. Correct. There are. Okay, walk us through that because they're going to use that understanding. That's going that to be ha- the vehicle. The, okay, I, I'm absolutely convinced that this is going to be the vehicle, and the reason that I say that is because it's a re- vehicle to crush the resistance on the right correct. to get to massive cuts. That They're, is exactly right. So, so, they, bring, how we're gonna do so they bring those four bills through. Yeah. Okay. You pass DOD yeah. and it goes over to the Senate. The Senate has already constructed their own continuing resolution. I am told that we're probably going to have a continuing resolution that's been crafted by several members of the House brought forward but hang tomorrow. On the Senate, but hang on. The Senate CR, just to keep has is has no even interim cuts. No. It's 47 days, so it gets Youngkin, it, it, it tees up Youngkin to run against Trump. So it's 47 days. Sure. It has no cuts whatsoever. Even the no ephemeral, cuts. It, 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 and it, it perpetuates has, Nancy Pelosi's spending and Joe yes, Biden's policies. For another 47 plus days. Plus it puts some Ukraine spending in. $6 billion dollars Ukraine. Yeah. Understanding, if people are trying to understand, the Ukraine bill they're looking for, the total, we've put 120 in. They're looking for eighty billion minimum for this coming year. They're going to try to figure out how they, how they hoodwink people. So that defense bill, they're going to so try to what, use this. What to I crush truly you believe is going to happen. Yeah. They finish up. The Senate's going to finish up their CR. I think on Saturday. Okay, they will finally have uh, have that thing completed. Vote, yeah. You're right. They're going yeah. to be ready to do something with it. They are not going to send that over to the House of Representatives by itself. But as soon as that the Department of Defense appropriation bill hits the United States Senate. I don't know their processes over there, but I will guarantee you that they both end up in a mixing bowl to try and bake a cake and send it back to us at the very beginning of the week. And now they're, they're going to, to be put able a gun to your head and say you're not patriots if you don't want to. Oh, well, the well first they're going to strip out all of the good work that everybody that you've been showing clips for has has taken care of over the last several days, removing and, and, the and, woke spending. And, 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 and MTG's one dollar for Austin will be stripped. And, and, he'll be fully that, that he'll be fully funded. OK, they're going to take out. They're going to allow the transgender surgeries to be funded by the Department of Defense again. They're going to allow taxpayers to fund abortions through the Department of Defense again. They're going to allow the Green New Deal, a, a, a battery operated Jeeps, for Pete's sakes, to be in the DOD. Uh, they're going to strip out the good savings. They're going to attach the Senate CR, which perpetuates Nancy Pelosi's spending, Joe Biden's policies, and throws a little bit in there more, several billion for Ukraine. And I'm telling you, they will send it back to us. And then Kevin's going to have his unholy coalition again of Democrats and limited number of Republicans that will pass that bill because they have removed all of the things they didn't want. The Democrats, they'll have all the spending that they do want, and, and we're going to see who who he actually serves. Does he serve Hakeem Jeffries and the Democrats, or is he going to be the leader of the Republican Party? 
the two things. He's also working simultaneously on his own CR that has uh, his own CR that is also great. It has the, the criminal eight percent cuts. It has this for is going to the be border security. the 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 flag that they wave. Okay, and they'll bring that up tomorrow and say. We can't pass it because there are enough patriots in the House and the Republican Party right now that say we're not going to pass any CR because it's not the proper way to fund government. And so that's going to so go down. That's going to go tomorrow. And he's going to say my, my hands right. are tied. I and, have to take this Senate and se- deal. And a Senate deal. Um, that's what's going to happen. Then looking downrange, and when I say downrange, Sunday, if this happens over the weekend, uh, will there, he's essentially for the second time. The debt ceiling is the first time. The second time is now with uh, with this. Is it to, to get the CR? Will then there be enough evidence for a motion to vacate? He's going to say, "Oh no, I'm I'm using a compromise bill from the Senate, which you know, 17 or 20 some Republicans voted for to give him air cover." I, but I, will but will the Patriots? In the House that stood in the breach to shoot down the first CR and have been the people all night long. You see them. It's Biggs. It's Gates. It's Boebert. It's it's Rosendale. It's MTG. It's Andy. You know, it's all the same. You know, Ogles. You guys have been up there all night long putting these amendments up. Exactly. You're going to stand in the breach. Do you guys have the stones to say we've had enough of this? I think we have to. Once he forms this unholy coalition again of Democrats, if in fact, okay, my prediction comes true and and he forms this unholy coalition again of Democrats and Republicans to pass a continuing resolution which is attached to a piece of legislation, I I think at that point we say you're not leading our party and and you will see a motion to vacate come forward. Also – all the work and all the fight and all the cuts that have been done and the de-weaponization that's been done and the defanging, McCarthy doesn't want any of that because the, the no. lobbyists want the lobbyists want all the money and even more. And the they're too gutless to they don't want to confront how Leviathan is woke and we ha- if we don't get into this process and take it out, all the talk and every time he steps up about limited government Everybody race. talks about limited government. It, it's it's disgusting and disgraceful while they're campaigning. And and when you come up here and start casting votes, that's when we find out who's going to fight for limited government. I, I do not listen to what people say. Watch what they do. That's what counts. What uh, looking at you? What's your social media? How can people? Because I got to tell you, folks. This is as intense as I've ever seen it. And the yeah. pressure on you guys and the games that are being played. They're doing push-pulls. They're trying to get influencers. They're trying to pay influencers to say nasty They're trying stuff. to pay influencers to go out and say bad things in our communities. That is, that is really well, They're push-polling, too. They're saying, oh, look, Kevin's so popular in Montana. I yeah. don't think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think, I don't yeah. think that's a... Maybe in Missoula. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. In Come see dorms, me. In the dorms. Yeah, in the dorms. There in you the go. Dorms. Um, at Rep Rosendale, all my social media platforms, at Rep Rosendale, if you want to go to the campaign side to give us some help, because we are going to be attacked at every angle. Matt for Montana, Matt, F-O-R, Montana.com. Carrie Lake uh, has given an interview to the Wall Street Journal where she tells us uh, that on 10 October in, uh, in uh, around Phoenix, Arizona, she's going to have a rally and announce that she's running for the United States Senate. She's put that marker out there. Do we have any news to break on on Congressman Roosevelt? You're fighting the you you got enough worry right now to fight the good fight here. We've got look, we've got a lot going on here right now. I will tell you that uh, the the support that I have received 
and the encouragement that I received across the state is overwhelming. When you go to the forget about these guys sitting up here on Capitol Hill, when I go to my former colleagues in the state legislature and I have the state uh, Senate president, the state speaker of the House, 37 other legislators uh, come on board and say, we really need you to run for the United States Senate and remove John Tester. It's, um, it, it's overwhelming. It's humbling. For, for, for a great state like Montana and, 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 and the hardworking folks out there and the patriots to be represented by a guy like Tester that supports all the push, you know, destroying our sovereignty, the southern border. No or matter. another yes man from Mitch McConnell. Yeah, yes. The, 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 oh, the, you're, the guy's already Did you get? Race. Did you yes. get Miles to give him my, my, my new version of the song take, yet? Take, down take it down the NRSC. Take, take, We're going to have to make that one. Yeah. Uh, one more time. Social media. How do people Social media. You? At Rep Rosendale. All my social platforms. Uh, campaign side. Matt. Montana.com. And people should look. There's going to be nothing but games played in the next 48 hours. It's going to be quite tough. A lot. Okay. We're going to be covering it live nonstop. Get her here. Real America's Voice. All of it. Bless you, brother. Congressman, thank you so much for Great coming in. Great being on here you're, with you. You're, well, you're a huge... Uh, the audience are huge fans. Matt Rosendale fans. All you guys. Tell the, tell the, tell the, uh, the hard eight. Got to hang in there, baby. It's going to get tough. Pray for us, folks. Big weekend. Yeah, big. By the way, I think we're on many more than eight. And I, even behind the scenes, some of the people say, hey, I can't do it, but they're supporting it. We say, no, you got to step forward. Okay, I want to thank a Real America. So we just took an entire hour with no breaks. Obviously, birchgold.com slash Bannon. Make sure you understand. Go get the, uh, the free end of the dollar empire. Uh, segment three is the debt trap. It lays out everything. We did this during the debt signal. It lays out everything the country's going through. Remember. We are fighting to stop the financial calamity that is before us. Go to Birch Gold, talk to Philip Patrick and the team, and ask the question, this unlimited spending, this, the Federal Reserve's money printing machine, why are they focused on, uh, on uh, building a central bank digital currency? Where our enemies in the BRICS, they're buying gold at record rates in 22 and 23, their central banks. Make sure you ask them. Okay, we're going to take a short commercial break. We're going to get back on track here. We're going to come back into the hearing. Natalie's going to give us an update. we got a lot more uh, information about what's going on, a lot of breaking news up there. I want to thank uh, Congressman Rosendale. Fantastic fight on. Short commercial break. We're going to be back after a 90-second break. We'll be back in a moment. Bring it on and now we'll fight to the end. Just watch and see. It's all started. Everything's begun. And you are over. Cause we're taking down the CCP Spread the word all through Hong Kong We will fight till they're all gone We rejoice when there's no more Let's take down the CCP Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700 thousand Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart, and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. 
That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.